guys. Welcome to the Reject Rundown. I just want to say this uh, episode is dedicated to uh, my friend, Danny Gerard. Um, uh, I just want to say, man, you know, mental, awareness, mental health awareness is a serious thing, guys. You got to be, you know, uh, aware of these things on a day-to-day basis. Uh, if you know anybody or if you have anybody that's suffering at all, please contact them. Please ask them to get help. You know, it's it's a serious situation, guys. Um, you know, we don't, I don't tread lightly about it. You know, I try to be a good friend and a good family member. Um, you know, if you, if you know anybody that needs help guys, please, please contact, call any of us, you know what I mean? Call anybody out there. You know, you're not alone, please. There's always somebody out there with a kind, you know, head full of ears, you know, we're all listening. Okay guys. So that being said, so the kid takes off, man. All right, guys. Welcome. Like, uh, Zach the Max said, "This is the Reject Rundown. We are going to be doing a review on on the Netflix series special, The Untold: Malice at the Palace." Now, um, in this series, we kind of discussed a few things. I think a lot of things came up about um, mainly Ron Artest. Is it, we felt that it was a, a story revolved around them, and it, it, the issue is that he comes out saying a lot of different stuff that we didn't even know about. He was battling throughout his time in the NBA. So we're gonna go into that, and that kind of re- you know reference into into that, and uh, like like Zach Demex said, awareness, you know what it is. Uh, Director RJ, say what's up, man. You are on on the show here. We gotta introduce my big man. So say what's up to the fans. Hi everybody, this is Director RJ, and we are ready for a good show tonight. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. Uh, as always, we also have Zach Demex on the line. Say what's up, Zach Demex, también. Yeah, you guys know the vibe. What's up, man? Can we get some carne in the place, please? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes my dudes do that. <laughs> well, basically, like we said before, the show's going to be about Malice at the Palace. Netflix dropped the series. Um, we were all somewhat hyped about this for sure because when we got The Last Dance from Michael Jordan, uh, we liked the docuseries. We loved what they did. It was a good run. Loved uh, you know, the backstory of what happened, you know, we don't, we always questioned, of course, especially when we watch sports. So I guess this is one of the big stories that came about. I mean, we witnessed this live when we were younger. And when this dropped, this was like a big hit to the NBA franchise. And it really changed the game for how they dressed, how they, you know, did their interviews, how they approached the game, how they were, how basically, how they're supposed to act throughout being contracted through NBA. So, on November fourth, oh, yes, exactly. On November nineteenth, two thousand four, that's the date. That's the date where NBA was changed forever, where fans and players got into a big incident. In one game, mm-hmm. one single game. The, the biggest, yes. uh, allegedly now the biggest, now that it's out there. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Biggest incident and most infamous situation that ever happened in sports at this moment right now, to, to date, basically, where Ron Artest mm-hmm. performs a hard foul on Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace then shoves Ron Artest. You then get, you then get a foul. Called, of course, and whatnot. A little brawl, a little tussle here and there between the players. It was easily broken apart. Easily broken apart at that moment. Everyone kind of, kind of got separated here and there. For some reason, Ron Artest decided to lay hit, lay on flat on the announce table. Once he did so, all of a sudden, you literally see a bottle just starts flying out from the stands. 
from the seats, yep. lands on Ron Artest, and then all of a sudden Ron Artest then makes a decision and goes forth and goes attacks the fan back. Defends himself, basically. Decision. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Decision. Big time. And then from there, everything just goes in ham. You get, you see, Stephen Jackson. You get, uh, you got Ben Wallace themselves. They're all kind of like in the tussle in the mitts. You got uh, Rashid Wallace trying to get into the stands as well too. You got, um, I forgot uh, O'Neal getting in there too, trying to break things off a little bit. And then you uh, there was another player, if I'm not mistaken, that was kind of all in the incident, too, as well. But I think it was mainly between Steven Jackson, Ronald Tess, uh, the big two guys that really got in the stands to try to defend each other and try to, you know, get things situated. Yeah. Okay? So, I think, all in all, let's talk about it, of course. Throughout this story, what were you surprised and shocked of, Zach DeMack? What, what, what didn't you know that all of a sudden transpired in this series that just came about that was like, wow? Um, okay, throughout the, throughout the uh, series, well, I guess it was a movie, so far as well, it was a movie. Right. So, throughout the movie, mm-hmm. um, I can, I can honestly say that I did learn about the, the, like, uh, the seriousness of the Indiana Pacers, um, going into that game, I guess you could say, is what I, I did, I didn't, I did not know, you know what I mean? I didn't know the, the mentality going into the game and the seriousness of that one matchup between them. Right. Um, I liked how they broke that down. Right. Um, I knew that the Pistons were the reigning champs at the time. Correct. And, um, you know, I, I just didn't know the, you know, I, I'm trying to look at the word. The words at the tip of my mouth right now, but um, the seriousness, I, I don't know. We'll do that. The, seriousness the background? Of just going into the rivalry. Yeah, the rivalry, you can say. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Going into that the build up. In that one specific game, the build up. Um, and I think they did a good job breaking that down. Um, so that was good. I, I like that. I just didn't. I didn't know it was that serious of a match. I mean, you think you have, you know, serious rivalry games, but you know, you can say that that it definitely built up after a, a while. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think was, the build up, the build up portion. Let's get into that. The build up part of it was really, really dope because of the fact that we didn't know what the deal was. I mean, what for us NBA fans when we're watching this game, and if you, I can clearly remember sitting watching the game, and all I just saw was run a test like. Me knowing who Ron Artest was at the time was always transceived as the next Dennis Rodman that ru- like rubbed people the wrong way when he fouled. When he fouled, he fouled hard. Oh, yeah. Right? So, yes. at that moment, yes. you knew when he fouled him, you just knew Ron- like Ben Wallace wasn't the guy. Like, I'm not having it. Don't come at me. You don't really foul me like that. I'm the wrong one to do that with. You know, that's kind of the gist of what I saw it myself from my two eyes on the TV. So, then mm-hmm. that all happened. What the story told us was what why there was an animosity between the two teams. Because the year before, of course, with Reggie Miller, yeah. you know, the Indiana Hall of Famer right then and there, that was they had to go against each other on the conference finals in order to advance into the NBA finals. So obviously the Brews starts brewing up there because they lost. Indiana loses, Piston goes, and then guess what? Piston ends up winning the championship against, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was against the Lakers. So, it was. Right. So, that already was the animosity. So, to come the following season, they figured, well, we make it to the conference finals. We're already there. We just need that one little push. We just got traded for Steven Jackson. We're going to get that next push. And then, boom, this happens. So, yes, that backstory, I did not know. I did not know it was because of that situation. I didn't know they just right. had 
traded for Steven Jackson. There was, you know, that that respect level between Steven Jackson and Met, uh, Metal Peace at the moment on a test, wow, of course. Man. You know, didn't realize that. Didn't realize that. So that was even really dope. Um, I guess you could say, you could say, well, what about you, Director RJ? I'm actually going to pass it off to you when you watch the film. Was there anything that shocked you pertaining to that? Were you shocked more so of the backstory or what really shocked you throughout the series? No, oh, movie, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the fact that, you know, uh, if you look at the whole film itself and the documentary, um, way before all this ever, like, came out, you know, before this documentary, they made it look like if one test was, like, the guy who provoked it all and, Honestly, uh, it didn't look like it was much of a big foul. But yeah, of course he did. I think he pushed uh, Walden or something like that. Correct. He pushed. Yeah, he pushed like the, the his back going for a layup, I believe. Yeah. And that's you know honestly to me I feel like it wasn't really that much of a like he didn't elbow him or anything. It's regular. Sometimes in the heat of the game, you're gonna do something where. Uh, you know, you're going to push somebody because you're trying to stop them from scoring on you. And I think that's what happened. It was one of those instants, you know, I'm going to try whatever I can to stop you. Um, but at that moment, Butler was actually having, uh, he was, you know, in, not in the right mind at the moment to be at the game itself. Right. And so to me, the shocking part is the fact that you're looking at this, trying to blame our test for, you know, making the little of Agreed. And I think, like, I like how you touched on the Ben Wallace situation. Like, we didn't know in this series, when, well, in, when it happened between the situation was Ben Wallace had lost his brother. You know what I mean? Like, he's yes. just, if I'm not mistaken, he yes. just, either if it was that day or just recently, within the few days prior to the game had started, and all of a sudden, you know, obviously that kind of explains the the extra, you know, you know explosion against Ron Artest. You know, if I may, if I may, if I may say it, like you know, Tony the Kid is one of the I can know I can say that he's one of the biggest big Ben Wallace fans. I mean, yeah, Ben Wallace fans that I know. Yes, I was. And I know from experience, from learning from Tony the Kid that Ben Wallace is a very emotional player. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, going into that game, I could just only imagine where his head was, man. Right. So, and I, yeah, I also I also didn't know that either. So it was yeah, very. Shockingly, it was very yeah. shocking, in the say the least, because it's like, it's like, man, you know, you don't expect the guy to play. They're going at each other, run and run. You know, the other thing was too is that they didn't, they didn't want Ron Artest to be aggressive, especially late in that game, because at that moment, Indiana was winning ninety-seven, I think, if I'm not mistaken, oh. to like nine eighty something. You know what I mean? They're already ahead of quite a bit. And it was just about time for them just to finish off and be done with the game. But the fact that he did that foul, that even added fuel to the fire to Ben and say, we know what the heck, dude, like this game, it's just about to end. You ain't got to be all that extra aggressive or nothing like that or whatnot. And all of a sudden, you know, of course he explodes. So that's the other situation. Now the other situation, I guess we can all not, we can all really agree is that, the one person that got the bitter hand out of all this situation was Jermaine O'Neal. 
at that moment, his career literally in some way, shape, or form ended after that game. Because, one, he had to fight through legal battles. He was still looked at as if it was his fault when he really had nothing to do with it. He was just trying to control the situation. A thug is what they labeled him as in the movie. There you go, a thug. They kind of put that label on him when it wasn't even him at that moment. It wasn't him who started it. It wasn't him who, you know, was in the midst of doing the punching, the shoving, and stuff like that. He was more of the guy that was trying to stop everything, of course. And and if I may, to, I do like this one thing he said in the movie. I remember the quote. He said that they labeled them as thugs, but hockey players fight on a day-to-day basis. There you go. Yes, I agree. That's I'm actually glad that he had said that, too, because it really goes to show the same thing. Like, how are you going to – how is the media – it's going to play in the situation to sit there and really fire up that situation of him being labeled as a thug because he plays in the oh, NBA, yeah. because he's African-American, and give him all that essence. And even that, it wasn't just him. They're, they were really, the media was going after all the NBA players who dressed up like, you know, mm-hmm. who dressed up in their jeans and their T-shirts and looked all fresh like Allen Iverson, you know, in that sense. Like, how are you... How how was that justifiable for you to go after them like that? Like you said, Zach Demack, when hockey players can literally stand there and punch the living lights out of each other and walk away bleeding, blood, everything just pewing all over the ice, and there's nothing ever being said to that at all whatsoever. I mean, now, the only thing I would have to defend a comment is it's a different sport, but each sport has conflicts and, 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 and resolutions, so... For the media just to put it out as thugs, that's just not very... Just to touch on that, you know, defensively, you know what I mean? So. It's, it's really not fair. It's not fair for them. I guess you could say it's, it's not fair. It's not fair to label someone that way because they wear jeans. It's not fair to label them that way because, again, they're a little different color. They play a different sport. It's not fair to yeah. put in that light. And, yeah, I totally agree. That makes a lot of sense. Um also, I think you guys can really agree with the whole situation between, uh, you know, the bitter hand of Ron Artest that he got as well. We didn't know he was dealing with issues pertaining to his music album, him trying to get away from the, you know, the Indiana Pacers at that, that same year. You know, he was really trying to kind of, you know, get away from basketball. And the, the crazy thing about NBA at that moment was we have you under contract. We basically control you. You cannot leave us at all whatsoever. If you do, this consequence happens. You have an obligation. Stuff like that. Like being the puppet master while he was being mastered. Like it was messed up. Like he had no choice. Yeah. So of course you're going to be bitter. He wasn't, he wasn't ready. It's the same thing I think you guys can all agree is it's the same situation where in, in the sense of Simone Biles. She wasn't feeling right. She says, I want to step away. Okay. She's able to step away. All of a sudden, Ron Artest is doing the same thing. Different era. But again, this is where things have progressed throughout history. This is the past. If you, you don't feel good, you don't look, you know, your, mental, your mind's not right, that's fine. Get back on the court. You'll find your way. Like, no, you need to step away. Get away from all the chaos. And, and you know what? And to touch on the moment, and to touch on the moment, I guess that you could say change it is when he did lay down at the score on the score uh, table. Right. And you know he commented on that and said that he had just started therapy and they taught him to breathe. Yep. So you know he was trying to. I mean the way he did it obviously was very. You know I agree that shit was weird. 
you know, you're not going to stretch out after a hard foul, but in his mind, in his own mind, you know, this comes with the mental, you know, awareness of right. in his own mind, things are working different and he's just trying to breathe it out and not do anything physical. And he gets lashed out on by a fan. Right. Is, is where, is where it comes out because Reggie Miller said it himself. He's like, we don't mind the pushing, shoving, the scuffles, you know, it happens. It's fine. Second. Nobody really wants to fight in the NBA. Nobody really, unless, you know. So with that being said, when Artest takes his breather, you know, he gets slashed on by somebody else. And, and initially, you know, to, to uh, prove your point, Tony the Kid, is that he knew that he wasn't in his right mind. Right. So, you Second. know, he, he's trying to exclude himself out of the situation. It just sucks that you're on a big platform when it happens. So all eyes are on you. Exactly. And, you Live know, on TV. That, that would raise anxiety. Yeah. Live on TV, right in front of, if I'm not mistaken, the commissioner was there that day, uh, right in front of everything, watching has everything transpired in his own little personal seats right there in the crowd. He's watching everything transpire. And that's why at mm-hmm. the end of everything, the one person that laid out the law between all the NBA punishments was him, was the commissioner at that moment, which then is a new commissioner now. But, of course, the one before him, he obviously a lot of NBA players knew he was one of the strictest, most, like, binded type of guys out there to lay down the law. Go ahead, Zach Matt. Now, Tony the Kid and director, how do you guys feel about that commissioner handling that situation. I don't know if that was the next question. I feel like it was going Yeah. There. But how do you feel about that situation? And even the guy that they interviewed, I forgot who, that wasn't the commissioner himself. Remember how he said it was a black and white, you know, handling? Like, it was just one side. It was just, you know, Correct. this happens and this happens. Suspensions yeah. and there's no explanation. You know what I mean? Exactly. How do you guys feel that that was handled? You know what I mean? That mm. I get you. I get you. Zach, uh, Director RJ, you want to jump on this one? How do you think that was handled? the commissioner, uh, how he suspended the players and everything. Right, how he sent out the punishment. How it was really justifiably just him alone, not no 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 mm-hmm. trial, no yeah. no incident. You know, uh, listening to this side, that side, it was just flat out that you know here's the law, that's it. How do you feel about that? I think as always, it was uh, how do you say it? Or it wasn't right in a way. Right. So it was a dumb decision by him to uh, just flat out, you know, my players did it. In a way, it's like he was just trying to, you know, uh, toss everything at them and say, here, you know, uh, I don't want nothing to do with this, but let's just suspend these guys and keep everybody happy. Right. Like, yeah, that makes sense. It's just, but I guess, I guess I'm going to add on to that because it's like, you, you're doing that, yes, to help the fa- like to help just you know prove, tell the fans that it is what it is. Um, like to those fans who are upset that this happened, especially to the Piston fans that Indiana had to go into your house and make all this ruckus and all that type of stuff. You know, here's the law, here's the punishment. Yeah, that's it. No, no mas. I don't want to hear nothing else. But again, what? it's but again, it's messed up because it's like you didn't realize that one the. There was no police officers there within the stadium. Everyone was moved somewhere else for some odd reason. Oh, yeah, only three. And then once everyone's starting to show up, now they're trying to attack Indiana players. They're trying to oh, man. get, like, the one clip they showed was one officer literally came over there was Mace, with Mace, and pointing it yeah. at Jermaine O'Neal. Like, like as if... If it wasn't for Reggie Miller, if it wasn't for Reggie Miller, O'Neal probably would have got Mace. 
Exactly. I, he was telling them, like, what are you doing? This is this is player. Like, we're trying to get him out of here. Like, what are you doing? So Tony's a kid. I, I'm sorry. I got I got to get into it because yeah. I, I don't know. It was a sensitive subject. It, it got it got kind of sensitive. But do you not, did you not see how the officer walked up to him, shaking the mace already? Yep. He had it already shaken, already ready to spray. Yes. That just offers something that's not. I don't know. That's not justifiable. I don't think so. I don't think so either. And even then, like. One is, how do you not know that he was an NBA player? And why, of all things, as an officer, would you even attack the player? You are there to defend and protect them at that moment. The ones you should be attacking are the drunken fans that are trying to antagonize the, the players. The players are there to defend themselves of what just happened. You are supposed to be there, but you weren't there. And... My only issue I had, too, with that officer was that, oh, I wasn't pointing it at him. I was pointing it like I was having it ready and all that type of stuff. No, nah, man, I'm sorry. The clip shows that you are pointing it directly at him. You literally can see and clearly see you. You had it. You had that thought mindset in your brain, within your eyes, you heard, looking at him, you ready to spray. Like you cannot you lie. Heard from Jackson, I like when they cut to Jackson and he was like, "How do you not know Reggie Miller plays with the face?" Thank you. <laughs> like, bro. Thank you. How do you not know that? Very upset. It's it is, and it Come makes on. no sense to me at all. I think that's that's the crazy part. That's part of the story that I think the commissioner should have listened to, and even then, he should have realized who started the whole thing. You should be upset at uh, like, yes, you should be upset at the fan, but I'm actually glad that. If I'm not mistaken, the com- the commissioner for the police department looked and searched for everybody who had any put of fan base or whatnot that was involved in that situation. He clearly. Uh, I still don't think it was enough. It, it wasn't enough. I agree, but it's actually good. At, it's good in the sense of like yeah. I went after that player. I I did not stop looking until I found that player, showed him who that person was, and said, "This is punishment." Da da da. It is what it is. That's it. Yes, you could have asked for more because if it wasn't for that incident, you this thing would have never happened. You caused these people's lives, you know, damage to one their career, to their punishment, yes. and cost them money to like support their families, and the other people mm-hmm. that's within the stadium causing them to possibly they lost their tickets too as well. So it's like you mm-hmm. were the chain. You were the the, literally the lock in the chain that had everything to kind of start off with there. And it's messed up. It was messed up for that incident. Now, I also didn't like, if you guys saw his the guy's interview that he did with players talking about, like, I don't care, da-da-da, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, you know, I don't think it was enough. I think I should have threw something else or whatnot. Like, he was really not even apologetic to what he did at all whatsoever. The, the 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 fan that threw the bottle. You missed that oh, part, didn't you? Uh, wait, no. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, wait, no. They didn't get that guy. The, the yeah. main fan that threw it. They never. It wasn't the Mexican guy, was it? It was. No, it was the white guy. White ball headed dude. Yeah, it was uh, John Green. There you go. John Green was oh, the name. You guys are right. You guys are right. You guys are right. I'm sorry. Yes. With the right. white hair right. cap, they actually put him out there. And gave him an, someone gave him an interview or asking questions, and they're like, "You're not apologetic at all. You're not sorry for this situation." Like, so what? You're right. What? What is that? Like for him, it's like, ha 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 he 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 whatever. 
And that's Gee, I didn't, you know. Yeah, that that's mm-hmm. messed up. I, I didn't I didn't respect that. That's not respectable right there. Um no, I, I agree with you, Tony the Kid. As a fan, I feel like we have, you know, a, a it's <laughs> a duty, huh? A duty to be there and support <laughs> our team though. You know what I mean? It yep. is and and I remember the uh I think they, they went over like they hot like went over and got like the people that were like uh the owners of the building and everything and he was like, you know, it's a very closed environment, and when you add a lot of alcohol and you add a lot of, you know, testosterone and, and hype, yep. you know, it's bound to go bad. But but out of all the years in sports, though, there was never anything after that. So nope. it's like you really you really made a ripple effect that one cup. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, it goes down to that one incident. You, your own stuff, and he did. I think I remember now. He's like, I wish I would have did more type of thing, right? Is that yeah, what he said? He exactly. Kind of, yeah. That's I wish horrible, I threw man. another that, one. That's, you know, yeah, it's that that's that's shitty, you know, and that's that's not fun. That's not you can be a poor sport and a poor loser all day long, but don't antagonize. I mean, he's wasting his own money at that point. He just come yep. on. Exactly. I agree. Waste like he just wasted that time the incident and it, it's messed up. And I think everyone got yeah. everyone got the bad hand out of it out of that situation and it turned into a dramatic state. Later on we find out Reggie Miller retired the following season, you know. He didn't get that's his. Up, he didn't get up. his chance. Like that was his year. That could have been the year they got that chance and went to the finals, and it got all stopped because of that situation. And it's messed up. It's just messed up. And that's, that's and even that's then the afterwards. Question I got though. Go ahead. That's the million dollar question I got for Tony the Kid and director guys. Do you really think that they would have won a ring? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think they could have won a ring. I think they would have had a good chance. I mean. One, they had they had the same core of players from the previous year, year last two years, of course, and they just got Steven Jackson, who kind of filled in the six man player type of thing like that. That role where all right, we got a good you know coming guy off the bench, and he's gonna give us some numbers, da da da. And Steven Jackson at that point wasn't no scrub, you know, he was a player. So no, and they were young and everything, and they like no after I think uh, the injury that uh, the reason why Regiment wasn't playing in that game. Was if I'm not mistaken, he hurt his non-shooting arm, his wrist. Yeah, his non-shooting arm. So he just had a little rapage, and it was you know healing up, and that's why he sat out for that game. But I mean, if you would imagine that year as a shooter, you know anything's fair. Anything is fair game. I think he had a good chance. Who's to say if they would have won it? I don't know. But at that point, regard in my mind, Indiana was one of the top, if not top top eight teams in the in the game at that moment. And they're still going strong. So I think they could have had a good shot. They could have had a good shot. But it just, it sucks. It sucks for a Hall of Famer career like Miller's to say, yeah, that was that was an incident that caused me to have my final games. No Hall of Famer mm-hmm. you'd want to hear that from. Not, I'm, not, I don't even wish that on LeBron. I don't wish that on anybody else in that sense. Like that right. type of situation, that's a bad situation. You would... At least want them to be able to play, be able to show what they got in their final games or whatnot, and that way it's a homage and it's respect level there, you know. And I think that's the one sucky mm-hmm. part about it. Uh, 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 a director, director, you guys, you think they would have won? Yeah, you, th- you think they would have won that year? Uh, who won it that year? Who were the champions? If I'm not mistaken, later on that oh. year, uh, that's when that's the year that Pistons won it again. They ran it back. If I'm not mistaken, no. Two time, two oh, time. Wow. Either that or the Lakers won. I think. 
So let's see, 2004. I'm gonna look it up as we're talking right now. But also, I did want to ask while we're on on the subject too. What do you think mm-hmm. about Ron, uh, Metal World Peace well, as he went to the Lakers, winning the championship that following year? Don't you think that would that rubbed off his previous teams also? Uh, freaking, uh, especially O'Neal's. I think O'Neal doesn't appreciate yeah. that. Like, of all people, O'Neal's um, kind of upset. I I see where you're coming from, Tony the Kid. Uh, he, uh, honestly, I can't. Um. Uh, yeah, it's tricky. I guess as a, as a teammate, they did make it clear that they, he did it a very uh, shady and shady, uh, uh, shady kind of way. Yeah. To where he didn't answer them and just left. I mean, but as an as an I don't know. I feel like if I was on a team, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I wouldn't have been too. You know, I don't know. I can't be a, I can't be too upset about it because either way, you know, you start off with you start off with a, a certain twelve man group, and you know you're not going to end with that twelve man group. Right. It's how I would have looked at it. So, but um, you guys know me. My favorite saying is, I don't know. I'm not playing the sport. I'm not a referee. <laughs> right. Um, if it was up to me, I guess I would have been like, you know, whatever. But I do feel like that our test should have approached O'Neal, at least O'Neal. And been like, hey man, sorry about your career type of thing. <laughs> like in a yeah. nutshell, but you know, I, I gotta keep balling. Um I I can say that I guess it doesn't bother me too much, you know, because players are gonna play, you know, they gotta, you know, they gotta do what they gotta do. It, I just wish that he I mean he admitted it to himself that he did wish that he would have approached his team differently. Um, so I, I guess I can sit with him on that. Like I wish you did, man, but I mean, O'Neal is not, he's not done in the league either, though. He just had a longer sit-out time, you know? Yeah, true. He had true. to wait longer. And, 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 and Jackson, I guess he said that he wasn't even playing that much, and then the Pacers called him. Yeah. And then even after that, he still wasn't playing after that. He was like, I'm good. Yeah, because after that, he went on to the San Diego team. He also won the championship with San Antonio Spurs, which – that's how. That's who won the following that same year. That that same year, San Antonio won. Ah, okay. So then, if I'm not mistaken, San Antonio won again, and that's how you know he he joined that team and got won a championship later on with them. So that's why I'm like, mm-hmm. it kind of it. That's what I mean. Jermaine O'Neal got the sucky part about the whole situation because he wasn't fully finished either with his career. He was really just kind of getting his feet, you know, in the door and kind of, you know, jumping the gun right there. And it kind of caused that also to from the kind of further go after the championship. Okay, so let's hear. This is this is the championship holders. So 2003 Spurs won 2004. That's when uh, Indiana was in the finals against Pistons, which then Pistons went against the Lakers in 2004 for them to become champions. So then- 2005, which would be the 2004-05 season, Spurs won that one against the Pistons. Pistons made it to ah. the NBA Finals again. So, that's what I mean. It probably could have been Pacers and Pistons again at the Finals and all of a sudden kind of see how that goes. But, uh, you know, okay. again, it just we don't know what could have been because of what had happened, I feel, to this situation. You know, what if? What what if again? Even for Pistons, what if Pistons didn't have that situation beforehand, and they go against the Spurs? What if they actually would have took care of business and became two-time champions? So a lot of the what if questions. That's what I think. You know what I mean? A lot of what if questions kind of come into play, and it's a lot of question mode to kind of see. 
it sucks that I feel also too watching the the series uh, with the movie is we didn't get enough from the Piston players. We only got to hear Ben Wallace aside. We didn't get to hear yeah. uh, Rasheed Wallace. We didn't get to hear Hamilton. We Chauncey didn't Billups. Is Billups the point guard at the time. Exactly. Wow. We didn't get to hear his side. We didn't get to hear Prince. So it's like. You know, a lot of these players that were also on the opposite side of the team, we didn't get the chance to kind of overhear and kind of get their opinions about it. They really, I feel really focused, of course, on run on tests and what his mindset was because they feel, watching this also kind of shows to me that they still somewhat feel that it was run on tests' fault. I kind of, I got that vibe. You got it too? Okay, I'm not, I'm not by myself. I feel like how they just, how the NBA still sees run a test being the person that started it off in general. So, I don't know. And, and more so, I also got the vibe of them giving O'Neal the shorthand of the situation. That's true. Yes, I agree. I, agree. I got that vibe a little bit too. I agree. So, uh, I think uh, to kind of end the story off a little bit, end this, uh, end this one, I don't think, is there any other any other situations in here that you guys realize that you guys want to discuss a little bit? Other than that, I mean... Oh, well, let me, uh, let me answer the question. Okay. I don't think it would have been the first. It'll be the first. Say that one more time. So the Spurs, I don't think the Pacers would have been the Spurs for the championship. I think the Spurs would have, you know, what the outcome was for the NBA championship that year. Right. I believe it was going to be the same outcome. It would have been end up the same way. So you would have still had, what, yeah, Spurs winning it? With the Spurs getting the championship. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Okay. I don't. If I had to add, I think I think that the Pistons would have won it still, and uh, I do honestly. I think they would have repeated it, but technically, I don't know. Eh, it would been a good. It would have been, been a nice little battle again because you have Wallace at yeah. that point, all defensive player. He's two time. I think if I'm not mistaken, three or four time champion of defensive player of the year, and he would have gone against you know Tim Duncan. That would have been a good game. We had Wallace versus Duncan again. That would have been great. Finals. And it would have been nice. It would have been a nice at that moment. So um, I guess anything else I have to add is uh, shout out to Reggie Miller. Um, uh, yeah. You know, Reggie Miller's been one of the greatest shooters in, yes. in my own time life, I can say, yes. that I know. Um, and I think that he was a brave to give a little bit more of his background on the story, too. Yep. I do think that he was brave to do that because he didn't have to. He could have said, no, nah, I don't care. And he, he didn't even play the game. Right. But he was a big role in the game, and he did make a platform for his younger players. And yeah. I liked that. You know, a lot of old heads come into the game, and they don't want to share nothing, and they don't care. And, you know, he was willing to make adjustments, and it does suck how his career ended. Yeah. So with that being said, yeah, I got to shout out Reggie Miller, man. You know, he, he's a shooter, and he's a boss, and he's probably one of the only people to fight Michael Jordan. <laughs> and tell the story, you know what I mean. So I gotta give him, I gotta give him kudos, man. And he he's seen the game change, and he's been part of it, and he was part of a life changing part in the game. That's so, true. Shout out Reggie Miller. What I gotta say. Very true, Director RJ. You know, uh, we talked about this before, and I wanted to bring it up here if they're okay with it. Um, I remember Reggie Miller is one of those greatest players that never won a ring. Mm-hmm. Uh. In my mind, this, uh, we talked about a legend uh, league, and I thought, you know, instead of a legend league, what if it was just a legend series where 
Uh, you get a Sons of Best Legends to replace the support and get them to team up for a seven-game series against other Legends who have never played it. Um, and it'll be like a Legends Cup. You know, the winner, the winning team gets that championship. So imagine if, like, players mm-hmm. like that who have never won the ring or players who have that itch who have won the ring, they want to get another one on them. Uh, do this, I believe, I mean, do a seven-game series. Of course, the the score will be shorter and the time on the clock will be shorter, but that would be something fun to watch and see legends get their, uh, you know, the ones that could have gone the ring get a ring, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, Chris Paul, Chris Paul would be on the team. Yeah, director. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, yeah, if he retires, definitely would be on one of those teams. I, I, I agree. It would be crazy to see him in there. Yeah. True. Jermaine O'Neal himself, he could have been on the team too. También, he'll be, he'll probably be next to Reggie that's Miller. So yeah, that's it's interesting. That's very interesting. I think that would be nice to see. Um, but I don't know, guys. I think other we're good. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, other than that, um, he learned a lot watching this documentary series because one, um, like you know, uh, Ronica, he went up and punched the wrong dude. You know, and it's just the uh, like I said before, when you're in the heat of the moment, uh, and his mind being the way it is, uh, you really don't have a chance to concentrate. You see a cup flying at you. You're not looking at who threw it. You right. can't really. So your reaction is just a reaction. I mean, it's, okay, this guy threw it. Okay, let me go punch him real quick. And it's just, he was already in the heat of it. Yeah. So um, I believe the punishment wasn't fair in my opinion. And I think the guy who started all should have been punished more than what he got. Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah. all in all, I think that's that's yeah, yeah. that's an agreement from all across the whole board here, is that the guy who basically started off, he run our test, went past the guy, like literally walked past him, went after another dude instead, without realizing that it was the guy holding him back, that was the one that threw the bottle, and him like for what like, and then at that the punishment and the laughing and the. The like not so apologetic, the exact lack of caring at that moment. It's like you deserve a bigger punishment. You deserve to at least get five years in prison. In my eyes, general for that what you just did. Prison? I think prison. Put him in jail. Get his butt raped. I'm just saying. No, I'm just kidding. Huh? Say it again. I think he was in jail for like only thirty days. Yeah, he was he was in there very long. He was in there for about thirty if I'm not mistaken as well, thirty days. Um and definitely was he was a season holder ticket and they took away his season holder tickets. So he's he can no longer and banned from any NBA piston game at all ever. So or well, any- I wanna add one more thing. Uh, the guy who walked on the court saying I was just trying to get away and he pushed me in there. Dude, your fist was bold either you were trying to, you know, there's no way you're trying to get out of the court. You were just trying to swing at somebody and just walk into the wrong guy. That's true. That little short little guy. Director, he was director. all like, yeah. he was like, I'm director trying to walk RJ, away. RJ, I agree with you 110%. Director RJ, I agree with you, man, because that guy was, he was asking for it. How do you, yes. you're not going to run up on the on the court on, no, but what are you doing? Come on Thank now. You. Like you're in, that's, that's the epitome of an antagonist yes. in that situation. That's what you call them. Right. That's an antagonist. And then he goes, Oh, yeah, I got sucker punched. Like, boy, yeah, sucker punched. Boy, look dead at you. And you look dead at him actually coming at you and get hit. Well, no sucker punch. 
And at that, you so just... I literally... I jumped on my seats right there. I was like, what do you mean sucker punch? What yes. do you guys made eye contact? Right. You literally made eye contact. You literally looked at him as he came at you. You took the hit because, and this is the th- other thing too, while you were sitting in the so-called, you know, stadium prison or stadium jail at that moment, you literally were saying it out loud where everyone can hear you, especially the person that's, you know, security that's watching you saying, I wonder how much I can get off of this. I wonder how much I can sue for him for this or something like that. Man, I think. Didn't they take him out on a stretcher Like he played it off, like, oh, because I, I remember I saw somebody on a stretcher and it looked like him. No, it was uh, um, it was actually an older uh, older male, older white male, uh, gray oh, hair. Okay. Yeah, he uh, I think he got pummeled on. He was kind of in the midst of all the chaos and all. Like if you you can kind of see them when they're getting off the pile and he was on the bottom and it was an older gentleman. They had to pick him up. He was in a gray suit. And they kind of have to carry him out and stuff like that. So that that guy got hurt really bad. So I'm like, that's that's horrible. That's horrible. And like, how you gonna, how, that's a, how you gonna say that? How you gonna say that and try to think like it ain't nothing? So I don't all I gotta know. say is, look, all I gotta say is, if Rejects were there and we were gonna fight LeBron, I'm team Rejects. I still fight LeBron. If Tony the kid threw a bottle, at, I'm like, fuck LeBron. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about that guy. Like, also, right. I'm gonna fall out too. I'm, I'm gonna fall down and be like, ah, yeah, my neck, my back, my neck, my back, my leg. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> hit me. He hit me. I'm just kidding. But go ahead, director. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Those were the only things that I like. I want to chime in on are just the small opinions I had. Yeah. Other than that, um, we learned a lot off of this. Yeah, it's the whole backstory. Yeah. It's how it transpired. We finally figured out why there weren't that many security there in the stadium. Why it wasn't at all. I love it. Um, I loved it. Ooh. Around our test, you could tell. You could tell Stephen Jackson's like, "I'm done. I'm done telling the story." Like, I'm glad that we said what we had to say. You finally understand what the midst of the story happened. What happened afterwards to us. And that's it. Stop asking us about this question. Now you got something to watch. You want to ask a question? Yeah. Watch the film. So, it, it's good. Simple. It's Simple. good. A lot. Of, you know, I think most of these NBA players are just done. They want to get over the situation. They are tired of being asked about the situation, uh, especially for NBA. Talked about being one of the biggest, if not the biggest, incident that ever happened in NBA history that happened like that. So it's really oh, yeah. different thing. So I think. Uh, I think we're going to sit there and say our final pieces, of course. As always, this is Tony the Kid. You guys have a good night. Um, I know Zach the Mac. Totally appreciate, you know, dedication again. Um, Zach the Mac, go ahead and say the dedication for. Who is it for again? Yeah, it's, uh, once again, guys, I want to speak on the awareness situation. We touched on uh, Arenas, uh, our test, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. World Peace. You know, uh, I think that that alone, him changing the name, was a cry out. In a nutshell, for help, he just wants world peace. I understood that part too, and you know he he was trying to, in a nutshell, justify his own attitude for his past, and and it just goes on along with the awareness, guys. I mean, if you guys are you know sad or lonely, you know it's you know we've all been there. I've been there. I've been alone. Tony Kid's been alone. Director's been alone. You know, SG3 is sad. You know, we we don't we're all human at the end of the day, and we have to deal with reality. And you know, reality does suck, guys. But listen, there, you guys are not alone. Again, you know, like I said, this episode does go out to a good friend of mine, Danny Gerard. Yeah, you know, we've hung out plenty of times. Uh, he was a great human, and we're all just trying to be human beings making it, guys. So please, if you guys have any comments, any feedback, anything to say, 
anything to talk about, you know, I, I can't stress the issue alone. I can't stress it enough that you are not alone. Okay. So with that being said, guys, thank you for listening. Great show. Yeah. yeah you know the vibe. <laughs> That's very true, very true. <laughs> totally appreciate everything that's kind of, uh, everything for sure. Like Zach DeMax said, I'm going to chime in on that. If you have any issues, like I said, reach out to your local doctors. Definitely let them know. There are free services at the health departments. I am, I do work at one, of course, too. Um, and no, these type of services are available to anybody. You don't have to be a patient in general. As long as you can get that phone number, call that number, and you can speak to someone right then and there on the phone and just reach out. A lot of times, it's just to speak to someone. It's just, it, in essence of just having a, a proper conversation to somebody who will listen to you, your thoughts, your ideas, your emotions in general, like any of that nature. That's the purpose of, of people itself. This is the purpose of us humans, to be able to interact with each other in that sense and be able to share our feelings in order to kind of let those feelings out while we're talking but to also get good advice, to also get advice that we feel that's going to be beneficial to us and what we want to do for our future, and even that not to harm ourselves or anyone around us. That's that's the mess of exactly. everything. So we definitely, exactly. you know, definitely want to let you guys know that. So reach out to anybody, like you said again. You know, there are free services. Please reach out. It's a good good situation to be in. Um, Zach, uh, Director RJ, any final thoughts before we dip out? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, recheckrundown.com. Look us up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube as well. We're all on forums, all on those platforms, of course. And we do, as always, reply back if you reply to us. <laughs> so remember remember to watch out for any of that stuff. Please look out for that. Uh, we totally appreciate the show. Remember, this is the Untold Malice at the Palace review here at the Reject Rundown. Y'all take it easy. Have a good night.